0: Can we just add zeros? <laughs> you could just add zeros. I don't know. I thought we were recording before. Anyway, we weren't. That was. It would have been a good start. We're trying to uh, in our heads figure out how many
1: satoshis there's are. there's. Twenty
0: one million bitcoin. How many sats are there?
1: Hundred million sats per bitcoin.
0: I think it's two point one billion. I think that's way off. I find. Oh it yeah, that's got to be way off, way right? Off, dude. we're like in the quintillions. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's trillion. Is it two point one trillion? That's right, right, right. You're just putting zeros into your calculator right.
1: Thousands, millions, billions, trillions,
0: quintillions 2.1 quintillion It's not 2.1 trillion? Nope, <laughs> your boy was right this time, Marty Math Okay, well we'll stick with Bitcoin when we talk about total supply what 21 is a million Bitcoin
1: What is up freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt You just uh, walked into our, our mic check moment there I hit, I hit record because it was funny Because I own Matt Matt in a math problem for the first time ever. You used the calculator. But I had it right in my head. I said quintillion before I checked on the
0: calculator. You know, it's been a long time since I've messed up uh, SATs conversion, so I had it coming to me. Hey, who knows? There's a good chance I got it wrong on the calculator, and I'm going to get corrected by a freak out there. So let me know. Don't trust
1: Verify. Right now, uh, it's Friday. We we just recorded an episode with Janine from Block Digest. That was an incredible... Hour and some change there, which you need. That was fun. That was badass. It was very badass. We're uh, we're sitting at uh, eight thousand thirty one dollars thirty five cents, according to the tftc.io ticker. We're currently at block five nine six eight six six, and uh, hey, a word to trade block out there. We've seen some of your representatives. We need an open API. We would love to use the trade block XBX index on our ticker. We just need that free price API. Just hey, just let us know.
0: Um, you got anything to say to that, Matt? Like, what do you think? I mean, they should. You know, why, why wouldn't they? they? They should be careful because we might have to come up with the TFTC index, the best index of all Bitcoin.
1: This is true. We could just start our own. I do have uh, uh, experience in indexing financial products, so maybe we could make this happen.
0: What's the current sats per dollar?
1: Uh, sats percent. It was like 126 when we were in Baruch yeah, earlier so it's today. It's
0: 12600 sats per dollar right now. Yeah. If I can steal.
1: Yeah. Um, twelve thousand, yeah, twelve thousand six hundred, steel for sats.
0: We were under ten thousand for a while there, so we still are. No, I'm saying sats, per <laughs> oh, dollar. No, sats per dollar. Uh, yep. Um.
1: Yeah, we had a great. We've been, hey, Matt and I have been together all day. We were at Brew College earlier this morning, uh, molding the minds of the youths of the world, talking about Bitcoin. That was a little chaotic of a of a presentation. We're getting we were, better
0: though. We were all over the place. We were at state resistance. We were at stacking sats yeah we used the blockstream satellite we tested that out yeah we did uh we did a live sat node test uh shout out to
1: the students at brewer college this class in particular was very engaged more engaging than last
0: semester yeah you've done it what four times now i've done it twice
1: yeah i think it's my fourth or fifth time yeah it was uh it's always fun always fun shout out to to charles who runs that class great bitcoiner
0: yeah i wish i had a professor like that yeah yes dope professor
1: um, before we hop into the topics, we've got a few topics to talk about. This is what we're here for this week. This is Rabbit Hole Recapper here, not to talk about our lives, but the topics of the Bitcoin world. Uh, but before we do that, i going to give a shout out to our sponsors. You already know all about them. Uh, first up, we have the Cash App. Use the code StackingSats if you have not downloaded the Cash App yet. Stacking Sats, S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. Download the Cash App. Use that promo code. You're going to get $5. $5 is going to go to Owls Lacrosse. And guess what? You're going to use that $5. You're going to be able to stack SAS with it. You're going to be able to buy Bitcoin uh, via the Cash App. And then once you have enough and you're comfortable taking your UTXs in your own hand, you're going to be able to send it off to a personal wallet. Uh, and then you can also send money, or excuse me, Bitcoin from a personal wallet to the Cash App and to sell if you need to. And on top of that, they have their Brisbane program. You get a personalized debit card, you get a merchant's, uh, they had Nike. Uh, on last weekend. You could save 10% at Nike last weekend. I like my coffee boost, uh, my Whole Foods boost, and I used Chipotle yesterday. So use the code stacking sats. Get that $5. Get $5 owls and start stacking sats today. We got some New York helicopter background music flying over right now. It's a beautiful day in New York City. Great fall day. The weather is perfect. It's a perfect day for a poem from our friends from Bull Bitcoin. A, caust- yes. a cautionary tale from bullbitcoin.com. As Bitcoin rebounds and things get exciting to newcomers, number go up sounds inviting. They sign up to Coinbase to investigate the chatter and are served up a hot, steamy shitcoin platter. EOS and Ripple and my the graveyard, were stacked. Sats of noobs go to die. A swing and a miss, they didn't connect. The diversified bundles are now fucking wrecked. Noobs don't deserve this. Their gains are on ice. At least now they know hodling Bitcoin will suffice. So buy on bull Bitcoin if you're in Canada, eh? No alts, no noise, and it's staying that way. Visit bullbitcoin.com to buy and spend Bitcoin in Canada, or bitcoinoutlet.com anywhere in the world to grab some awesome swag uh, and not look like a pleb. Matt's actually wearing some of their swag right
0: now. It's a pretty dope hat. Fucking awesome hat. The bull Bitcoin guys, like, they were all over Riga. They were great. Hey, if, awesome. uh,
1: if this is really the end of Bitcoin and Bitcoin is gonna fail. I think you guys have, have some uh, a career in poetry if you want to get into it. It's a beautiful poem. Very, very good prose, very, very catchy, good rhymes, good rhythm. It's fun reading. Um so shout out to the bullbitcoin guys, bullbitcoin.com. If you're in Canada, go check them out if you're looking to stack sats. And then finally, we have our stalwart, our friends at Unchained Capital. This episode is also brought to you by Unchained Capital. We talk a lot about multi-sig security and unchained offers multi vaults for both individuals and businesses. Unchained's collaborative custody model is a great way to improve security, create redundancy, and reduce risk of single points of failure while also retaining control and sovereignty. Unchained also offers an integrated lending platform with multi sig vaults. If you need liquidity but don't want to sell your Bitcoin, uh, they offer access to loans and the Bitcoin as collateral. Uh, so collateral is always stored on-chain. It is dedicated in uh, a dedicated multi-sig address with the option for you to hold a key. So if you are taking a loan out, you will have a key. And, and whenever anything is moved, you will know. And your Bitcoin is never rehypothecated. And on top of this, the Unchained team is an incredible team of Bitcoiners working on supporting multiple open source projects, including Slip39, Smart Custody, Hermit, and Caravan. Go check them out if you don't know. Uh, what they are yet uh, they're they're open sourcing their multi-sig solutions on top of a bunch of other things again Slip 39 Smart Custody Hermit and Caravan uh, we'll put those in the show notes check them out unchained-capital.com that's unchained-capital.com 2.1 quintillion
0: that's, that's, a, that's a lot of sats. I, I want all the sats. I can't believe you thought it was billions. I don't know where I was going. I, yeah, What's it's been a long on? day, man. At least I didn't tell the kids the, the, the incorrect numbers. Yeah, thank God you didn't say the the incorrect that. numbers. I mean, that would have been embarrassing. It would have been. You've had
1: a long week, man. You've a long week of travels. I mean, we talked last week when re- we were remote. You were in San Diego. I was here. Are um, you tired? I was traveling the world.
0: Dude, yesterday we had a. Drink while handling private keys event, and then afterwards we just drank heavily, so that got me too,
1: and the birds won
0: big win, yeah, no, it was a fun event good for you great event um
1: shout out to you and Evan
0: and, uh, and, Josh. and Josh Josh, killed and it Josh yeah, and we had a lot of people helping Ty helped a lot Ty helped there was uh, a bunch of other helpers. <laughs> it was just a good vibe overall. you nope. must not be named
1: yeah, you must not be named, and uh no, it was a good event. Uh, I think a lot of people learned. I definitely learned a lot. I did my first hand up here. Uh pre signed Bitcoin transaction last night. Felt good. Partially signed. Partially signed. Partially signed. I don't know why I said pre signed. Partially signed Bitcoin transaction. Um, felt good. I feel like I grew a couple uh chest pubes overnight.
0: Yeah, the cold card's easier than people realize, I think. You just kinda just like dive in and play around with it. Um just don't forget your pin. We had one guy there who just put in a pin and forgot his pin. Yeah. or like mistyped his pin twice in a row on the confirm. and Yeah, and you can't wipe it, so yeah. don't forget your pin upon setup.
1: Yeah, make sure you remember your pin. Very important. No, but it's a great device. It was very
0: self-explanatory. But I think it was a success, the event. Right, I look forward to having many more. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely uh, a market out there
1: of people wanting to to learn how to use these products as well. And I think hands-on experience. I'm a very hands-on visual learner
0: too. That's where it's at. Yeah. I, uh, on that note, uh, the cold card is, uh, they, uh, Rodolfo teased an upcoming update to it that will allow us to verify addresses directly on device, um, without connecting it to a computer. So it's going to have a built in address Explorer. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the pull request is already, uh, in the repository, just waiting review. Uh, shout out to Hoddle Wave who's working on this part. Um so yeah, you'll be able to check your addresses completely offline.
0: Yeah, just right on the cold card screen. You know, you just have it connected to power, it's not connected to the computer. And then you can yeah, so you're you'll bas you'll be able to do absolutely everything uh with just the S D card shuttle and the cold card screen. Yeah. So
1: again, shout out to uh at Hoddlewave on Twitter, putting the team on his back for this. I'm looking at the demo now, it looks pretty dope. Yeah, it's badass. That was actually another thing about last night that I liked a lot was uh, using Testnet. For some reason, Testnet has always been foreign to me. And,
0: um, I never used Testnet. I should use it more.
1: Yeah, and it, and it actually makes a lot
0: of sense. It was really great with uh, Wasabi because we were using the CoinJoin Testnet. Is only two people per round, and it's less threshold. It's .01 t, uh, TBTC. So, yeah, and... Um, and yeah, so the testnet for free.
1: set I've never used the testnet. It's pretty cool when you use it, and Wasabi in particular when you uh, use it. It has to download all the filters. So the fest the testnet has its own uh, smaller,
0: faster blockchain. Um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like it's like non functioning, but it's like yeah. barely used. So yeah. Um, the nice thing about Wasabi is that you can just flip it up, pl- flip testnet on right. Uh, right in the settings. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, then you just create multiple wallets within Wasabi and and mess around with them. Yeah, it's a good model.
0: Um I usually whenever I test something the, I just throw a real bitcoin in and just fuck around. Yeah, that's it's that's, quite reckless, but it's been my go-to way as well. But it makes you focus. It makes you focus. Um Those chain code offices were insane. Yeah, the the chain code view is uh it's probably one of the best in New York City. Yeah, you did not you like I thought you oversold it, but you actually undersold it.
1: You thought I oversold
0: it? Yeah, I mean, you had such high remarks from it. And I was like, nah, I can't be that nice. And then I walked in, and it was insanely yeah, nice. It's very nice. They're uh, they're doing well. They're creating great software in a great environment. Yeah,
1: it was great to see James as well. Yeah, James. Um, J- they were great. James was there hanging out. Chaincode code. Again, shout out to Chaincode code for the hospitality. Yeah, super grateful. Yeah. Super grateful. Um, but on to... Uh, something we probably should touch on. and We've been uh, talking about for weeks now, and we've been waiting for this news to drop, uh, the, the lightning vulnerability that was in the wild that uh, Rusty Russell made everybody aware of about a month ago or three weeks ago at this point. Um, he went on uh, the lightning mailing list today and officially released the vulnerability, so it seems like uh, people were able to create... Channels without funding them and then take Satoshi's or from other sides of the channel.
0: Yeah, either not funding them fully or not funding them at all, depending yeah. on the implementation. Yeah, it seems pretty bad. Yeah, it seems like a pretty bad one, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I guess my understanding is with C-Lightning, uh, it like didn't even check if it was the correct funding transaction. Um, and then for L&D, the issue was you could... Partially fund it, not not fully, uh, not fully fund the channel. And then I guess after you create that um, fake channel, you send money through it, and then when you close out, you get paid. The attacker gets paid, so you can use it to drain a to drain a lightning wallet. Um, the newest updates for all of the the three the three implementations: C Lightning, Eclair, and LND. All have fixed this issue already. So make sure if you haven't updated yet, please update ASAP.
1: Yeah. So if you're on C Lightning, you want to be on version 0.7.1. Same with L and D, version 0.7.1, and Eclair version 0.3.1.
0: Yeah. So the newest, the newest version of each. Um, and if you're on L and D, there's a checker if you want to check to make sure all your channels are. Um, they posted that on the Lightning blog. Oh, you can, you can do that. There's a checker so you can see if any of the currently open channels are vulnerable. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then you can abandon those channels. Um what does
1: this say about the state of lightning? Is this uh is this a catastrophic oversight?
0: No, is I think it's just an- expected? I mean it's another reminder of why, you know, it's it's reckless right now to use very large amounts of money on it. Um, you know, people should still be cautious we're testing out a new technology. Uh, it is... Is that a cop-out? No, I think we've said that this whole time. Like That's why it's on the second layer and not on layer one, right? Um, I mean, I thought it was... Good. We even brought it up with Jack when we had Jack on the pod recently. Because I mean, he's planning on putting a lot of money on Lightning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it is, I mean, again, yeah, a stark reminder that this is early days. Luckily, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's severely... At least I haven't heard any reports of it severely affecting any individual or company.
0: Yeah, Um, so they said it got exploited, but they're not telling us specific examples of it being exploited yet, at least. Maybe we'll find out more. Um,
1: You think maybe it was exploited by accident? Like somebody thought they funded a channel and then...
0: What I thought was interesting is, so Rusty works for Blockstream, so he was working on Sea Lightning. He discovered the issue. Um, Then he reached out to the heads at and D and Claire, and they confirmed that they also had similar issues. And then they waited, they they released the updates that fixed the issues. Then they waited four weeks to to announce the limited disclosure. Right, update your nodes. There's a problem.
1: Oh, that was four weeks after they discovered it.
0: Yeah, I and then that. eight weeks later. They released today. So today is eight weeks from the initial uh, realization of the bug in the wild. Oh, no, no, no. So check this out. They knew about it. They released the new versions. Then they waited eight weeks before they said um, they were waiting for people to naturally upgrade. So they waited eight weeks after that, after they originally found out. Then they give people the limited disclosure. And then four weeks after that is today. Is this responsible? It kind of makes sense because they were were just hoping people were going to naturally upgrade but without alerting potential attackers or something that there was an issue because they said once the limited disclosure went out, they thought it was pretty simple for someone to figure out what was wrong at that point. So they didn't disclose because it would be too obvious.
1: N- not enough people would be upgraded at that point. So that's the rationalization. Um, is that... What, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? Is it, are you
0: okay with the... A uh- load from the, r- the release. While this long-standing bug had not been independently discovered and thus was unlikely to be discovered by a malicious party before being fixed, it did provide an opportunity to test communications and methods of upgrade across the entire Lightning ecosystem. It's a oh, good no. spin. It's a good spin. Yeah. it's I, I, I sh- It'll be interesting to see where discussion goes around it. I'm not, I think it, I, you know, it seems like it was handled relatively well, so. I mean, it doesn't it's seem like a lot of people situation.
1: lost money, but, yeah, it is a, uh, it doesn't make you wonder.
0: Well, I mean, they were watching to see if it got exploited. You know, they might have told people earlier than eight weeks if they saw someone exploiting it. Right, because they mentioned it at eight weeks, and then someone exploited it. Remember, and then they re re alerted everyone. They were like, "Now it's actually been exploited." So make sure you're upgraded. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so they, yeah, I do remember that uh, that second warning. Yeah, the exploit. It got exploited seven days after they revealed the existence of the CVs. Mm-hmm. They have a full timeline on the. All right. So,
1: I mean, this is something that should be expected, right? Uh, yeah, but I think we kind of dodged a bullet on this one. That's what huh? I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, we dodged a bullet. And <laughs> that'd be pretty bad if. And I, I, I the question, the line of questioning that I'm trying to get down to is like, are you okay with what you would, and maybe I perceive as uh, subject experts making this decision on the fly for the rest of the network? Um, I
0: mean, can you get down with that? What, with the the way that it was fixed and yeah. handled? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any great way of handling it. It's yeah. interesting because with Bitcoin layer one, you're almost incentivized not to upgrade quickly, right? Like Just everything's supposed to be backwards compatible. You know, what happens if one of the new updates re- introduces a bug or something? But with Lightning... You got to make sure you're on top of it, and you're constantly updating because it is so new and it's moving fast, and it's a hot wallet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, I mean, you're somebody who's been experimenting with it pretty, pretty aggressively.
0: Yeah, I mean that's an understatement. But yeah, both of us just in TFTC in general. Yeah.
1: No, and, and hopefully it gets to a point where where these catastrophic bugs, these bullets that we just dodged, are are fewer and way far between.
0: What are, I mean, Jack said it, we you know we work in with Bitcoin as it is, you know it's but it's already a high risk thing um and there's plenty of people that have you know way more than they should have like on Bitmex and binance and all these exchanges, like trading bullshit, like you might as well just risk it on lightning instead and experiment and help bootstrap the network that That's my sense. view, right yeah,
1: no, that is our view, that's our yeah. view here at t f t. c that's why we're experimenting with lightning. Spinning up nodes, providing liquidity. I mean we 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 weren't uh we weren't harmed by this bug, were we?
0: And um, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Um so, yeah. Grateful for that. Yeah. Be aware. Be aware. <laughs> this
1: bug was out there. Uh it seems to have been patched.
0: Well what's awesome is Noddle ships their updates super quick. So Yeah, they're really on top of it. It was updated really early.
1: Yeah. Um on to uh Onto brighter topics, it's being rumored that uh, Nicholas Maduro is uh, is hoarding bitcoins. Did I say brighter topic?
0: Yeah, yeah, you did. I'm kidding. Is this bullish or bearish, Marty?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually really conflicted. If you freaks have not done so already, I highly recommend you check out the most recent episode, uh, 103, with um, Mauricio di Bartolomeo. I can't say Bartolomeo. Bartolomeo um, and Adam Reeds Mauricio I'm so, I just butchered your name I'm actually going to fix that 21, <laughs> 2130 yeah so if you haven't checked out the episode I recorded with uh, Mauricio and Adam from Ledin.io, uh we dove deep into the current situation uh, in Venezuela particularly how Venezuelans are interacting with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, including stable coins and the U S dollar and how they're transporting it and whatnot. So if you're interested to see how Bitcoin is being uh, used in Venezuela, I highly recommend you check out that episode. Mauricio has had his boots on the ground and, and his finger on the pulse of what's going on down there. And it's pretty crazy to see. And uh, I was actually going to wait till next week to post the episode, but uh, yesterday Bloomberg posted an article uh, basically saying that uh, there are rumors swirling that, that Maduro uh, has so much cryptocurrency on his balance sheet that he doesn't know what to do with it. And I think that's what the headline was. And so that uh, people started uh, uh, speculating about that on Twitter, and so I felt compelled to uh, post the episode. And in the episode, Mauricio describes how, uh, basically, some of Maduro's thugs are forcing people to buy Bitcoin Via local bitcoins for the Maduro regime. They'll basically fi- find some of the blackmail on and be like, hey, here's some bolivars that we just printed. Go to local bitcoins and send them to this address. So, just a roundabout way to make it look like there's natural P2P uh, exchange happening on local bitcoins in Venezuela. But in fact, those people are proxies for the Maduro regime. And then, uh, due to the sanctions of the US government uh, that are currently on. Venezuela Venezuela can't uh, access the traditional financial system to uh, interact with the global economy. So they're taking that Bitcoin and buying medical supplies and other goods from countries like Russia and China, I believe. Um, so that's what, uh, from from Mauricio's mouth to my ears, it's he says is happening in Venezuela. It seems like Bloomberg is starting to corroborate this story, and it seems like we have nation-states holding Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I mean... Well, first off, I've only listened to the first half of that episode. I think you released it yesterday. Yes. so I did not get to that part yet, so I'm excited to listen to that at least. Uh, the first half was very good. Um, I mean, it was an open secret that Maduro and the Venezuelans were accumulating Bitcoin. Uh, they have very cheap energy prices. They are sanctioned. Uh, you should expect most of these, especially the sanctioned states, the pariah states, to start accumulating first. Uh, It's also a very ideal currency for dictators in general, um, for their personal stashes. Uh, It's just inevitable. It's neither bullish nor bearish. It's inevitable. And if for Bitcoin, Bitcoin's value prop is that no one can be blocked, you know, that no one can be censored. And as soon as in order for like refugees to be able to use it, in order for disenfranchised people to be able to use it and not get blocked, like tyrants get away with using it.
1: I agree but I actually will push back a little bit in regards to whether this is bullish or bearish like it really depends on what the reaction of the I guess the the UN states is to to this uh affront to the sanctions right like if they see bitcoin as a threat to their ability to sanction and then therefore try to throw the baby out with the bathwater that could but, be bearish short to medium term
0: to steelman that uh I mean, I think a lot of people would say that, that Maduro owning Bitcoin was already priced in. You know, <laughs> If the halving's priced in, then surely, surely Maduro's priced in.
1: Surely the, uh, the clampdown of Maduro is.
0: Oh, on that note, the freaks may have noticed that the price did fall uh, a decent amount uh <laughs> recently right before this post so maybe it could have been there could have been some leaks there
1: could have been some leaks there's rumors of sec action coming down towards the end of the month
0: I yeah i mean i had a lot of i think to us we're just that, like there
1: was that ponzi scheme we, Yeah, we don't try
0: around. i don't try and like put a reason on every drop or pump it's it's usually just bitcoin being bitcoin but i forget that a lot of people Like, the first thing they do when they listen to this week's RHR is they're going to be like, like, why did Bitcoin die? Like, I got a bunch of texts from some of my friends, you know, that were like, what's wrong with the bit? Like, is everything okay? The bit. Dude, you hear about the hash crash, man? The hash crash. The hash crash, dude. That That sounds like a hangover meal at Denny's
1: or something like that. The hash crash. All right, so let's talk about the hash crash first. Let's not focus on price. Let's focus on hash rate. Uh, the hash crash in quotation <laughs> yeah um so yeah the block explorers and uh data providers online like blockchain ourselves included tftc.io we actually
0: had good timing with this because we talked about how the hash rate was measured last week yeah
1: um yeah yeah so if you go back and listen to last week's episode we explain it but this week was a great example in the variance of block time intervals and how that can affect reported hash rate on some of these websites. Uh, so, what happened? We had a, a slew of long blocks. I believe there was like a seventy-five minute a block that took seventy-five minutes to mine, and uh, that is sort of a two sigma event. It's not; it happens once or twice a year. Um, but because of that block, or I don't know if it was a seventy-five minute block, but whatever, there was a few slow blocks in a row that that uh, made the hash rate made the hash rate look measurements look low. look low. Yes, and then um and then within a day uh, the blocks had adjusted they were coming in normally and hash rate is now being reported back to where it was earlier in this week but yeah it just highlights that there like you really have to take into consideration how these data providers are measuring hash rate like for example if you went to peter willa's uh, site i think nick carter pointed out he uses like
0: a i believe like a Seven, seven day window, right? Seven day window. Yeah. So it's well blocked. like blockchain.info uses twelve to twelve or something. Yeah, like well, yeah, exactly. A twenty four hour window.
1: Um so some data providers have more smoothed out data. But don't freak out the
0: the Well all the proof of stake shills came out of the woodwork and they were like Bitcoin is dying or it's under attack. Well,
1: apparently Eamon was saying stuff. I can't see it.
0: I don't yeah, know I'm blocked as well, but but I I've heard through the grapevine that, that was the case. Yeah, fuck that dude. Um but yeah, no. Just so, just so you freaks, know, I mean, Yeah,
1: finding a block is probabilistic, so it's not going to come in every ten minutes. It's a
0: poison distribution. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 then hash rate and hash rate measurement isn't an exact science. You know, it's an estimate, and depending on how you do it, you can get. That's why if you look at like blockchain.info's hash rate chart and stuff, it's. It's it like looks like wild volatility up and down, yeah, because it's not smooth. No, if you, it, it's not averages. Even just like looking at TFTC throughout the day, I'll just like look up and see the ticker, and it'll just be
1: completely different than where it was like a couple hours ago. Yeah, we got to get that smoothed. We do, DJ. I know you're listening. Put it in the notes. Um, speaking of notes, we've got uh, an update on early. Early we touched on earlier in the summer. Recording an episode with one of the co-creators, uh, co-contributors, co-creators of Erlay, uh, Gleb Nelmanko. Uh If you want to learn about Erlay in depth, go check that episode out. Uh, but basically Erlay is a messaging, a new, would be a new messaging protocol uh, that nodes would use to send and receive transaction data between each other, and this would severi- severely reduce uh, bandwidth bandwidth. Um, requirements for nodes. Uh, I believe we were pointing out earlier in Baruch. Uh, right now, if you're connected to 24 peers on average, you're going to consume about 18 gigabytes of bandwidth over the course of a month. Uh, in early simulations, if it is uh, as good as it is in the in the test, it, that would be reduced from again 18 gigabytes down to below one gigabyte per month connected to 24 peers. So re- severely reduces the um, the bandwidth requirements to run a node which makes it uh, easier for people in parts of the world with uh, worse off internet connections to, to run nodes and um, yeah so it's good for decentralization overall and yesterday or two days ago at this point I believe uh, Peter Willa and Gleb uh, dropped an official BIP for Erle. Um it's not completely fleshed out yet they don't know how it's going to get implemented they have only have a beta prototype uh, right now, but the, the ball is moving forward with early
0: and it doesn't break consensus. So there's no, no it's
1: P2P. Yeah. So there'll be, there'd be no fork. No. Yeah. It's uh, completely opt in backward compatible. Um, but yeah, again, we strive for an ideal and these are the non flashy uh, lunch pail gritty changes to the network that, that, probably won't get a lot of, uh, a lot of coverage in, in a lot of places. You won't see people screaming about it on Twitter as a great innovation, but it does uh, seem like it would be a huge boon to uh, making the system more robust than it is
0: now. And the trade-off was a slight worse latency, right? Yeah, but even that, that trade-off... It was like negligible, right?
1: It was negligible, but it, that trade-off may even lead to better
0: privacy, I believe, too. Interesting. But yeah, ab- obviously the more peers the better, the lower bandwidth the better. Um this will help with stuff like eclipse attacks too. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if it helps it kind of makes sense in my my brain that it would help in that other attack that was like the ISP the Arabic eclipse attack. attack. Yeah. hmm Definitely. The more peers the better. Yeah, no, the Lebanite uh in the episode
1: McLeb, he, he. he's I think he said that uh specifically.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be perfect, but it
1: would help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that again, that bips out. If any of you freaks are capable uh, of helping test that, check it out. We'll put the GitHub, excuse me, the link to the GitHub repository in the notes. Check it out. Review it. See what's going on. Um, speaking of things, dropping this week, we have another Stacking Sats app that dropped uh, this week. The, the waiting list is open at least, and it's going to allow you... Uh, it's basically shop at Amazon and get Sats back. The Fold app launch their new app. Yeah, they have Amazon support. Amazon support, massive. They're uh, they've created a quasi VPN for shopping. Yeah, they're trying
0: will. to be more privacy focused. Yeah. So you want to jump into that? Well, like they buy a gift card essentially, I guess, like a store credit. So the store only sees that it's Fold who bought whatever you bought, and Fold. I guess Fold sees. Yeah. But oh no no but your payment net network only sees fold that was it that's the other side yeah right so they on your like credit card bill or whatever they use debit card it would show payment to fold and then at the retailer it would show payment from fold it's my understanding yeah and yeah so it's Satsback. back it's just another addition to Satsback. back it's good to see I they're in early early access right now I think you, there's like a wait list do they drop it yet? I think uh, they drop it today. The actual that support gets added today. Because before, you had to pay through Bitcoin to use Fold. And you got sats back when you paid with Bitcoin. Now, you can also pay with fiat. Yeah, they're adding fiat capabilities. Was it like Amazon, Uber, Starbucks? Big names. Yeah, big names. Shout out to
1: that team. I lo- I'm a big, big fan of Will over there at Fold. Um, again, like it's uh, just getting products out there. More products in people's hands. More useful products in people's hands.
0: Turning Bitcoin... turning sats into the standard uh, loyalty points system would be like absolutely massive, like imagine, imagine the sats, the amount of sats back being paid every day being more than the actual block reward. Like you would just, cause most miners sell right away, right? That's the outstanding philosophies or theory. So most miners sell right away to cover their expenses. Rent, labor, taxes, insurance. Overhead. Yeah. So if we could negate their sell pressure with just constant sats back, that'd be pretty crazy. And it's just a good way for people to get KYC for your Bitcoin or KYC Lite in the words of Janine. KYC Lite, I like that term.
1: Yeah. Uh, KYC Lite for you freaks that don't know are services where you can use pseudonyms and bunk data. And also get access to Bitcoin.
0: Oh, that reminds me, we should do a free uh, Bisc shill. Free Bisc show. If you haven't tried Bisc yet, you should consider downloading it and giving it a spin. Yeah, our boy Pedro was in our ear last night about uh shilling shilling Bisc. I mean, it, it Bisc needs some more love. And uh, the Bisc, so Bisc is a decentralized exchange um, that you like. Everyone runs a node on their computer, and it is peer to peer. And you can go from fiat to to Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. And it's global because it's peer-to-peer. It's global. And they also, like if you want to contribute to it, they have a DAO.
0: Um, and with a BIS token. Yeah, with the yeah. BIS token. Yeah.
1: Are you shilling tokens on Matt?
0: No, definitely not shilling the token. But it seems like it's, I guess, kind of kosher. So I haven't really looked into it. Yeah. But the actual... Software seems legit. The only issue is that there's not that much liquidity, um, which means people don't have like outstanding buy and sell orders. Yeah. We should talk to Manfred. Is the so the more people that use it, Manf- the better it gets. It's like Ma- CoinJoin.
1: Is Manfred the guy behind Bisk? Right?
0: I know Wiz is involved. Yeah. Um, we should get them on the podcast. I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Check. Out, I mean, hand up. I haven't checked out Bisk yet. No I installed it once, and there was like no liquidity, and then I just never used it again. That's a big knock. But I will probably. How do you? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reinstall it, and I can see Bisk being one of those situations. Put an open order in. This Bisk is one of those products, though. That it, it was like BridgeFi,
1: like we were talking about this, uh, Baruch today. It's like BridgeFi for the Hong Kong protesters. That they did actually download it when they actually needed it. BISC has proven to be that product for local Bitcoins, and local Bitcoins implemented KYC AML. You saw BISC's uh, volume go up considerably. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, interestingly enough, BISC's big volume is in altcoins, like specifically Monero to Bitcoin. Um, and that was mostly, I would say, because Shapeshift shut down, or Shapeshift added KYC, and no one wants to buy Monero with KYC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I'm thinking as uh, as the constraints of
1: KYC, AML, or maybe if Trump gets p- pissed at Maduro and tries to uh, tries to blackball Bitcoin, we'll all be moving to Bisc anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why things like Bisc are super important. Yeah, exactly. No, that's the point of and to even make. and things like even Huddle Huddle, which is which is centralized but uh, doesn't use KYC and is peer to peer and uh, non custodial.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so go check out BISC if you haven't already. I should probably give it a whirl, too. Um, as a Bitcoiner, just try it out.
0: And the Hoddle Hoddle guys, like, open source their whole business. So, hopefully they'll be, like, competitors. Other little centralized P2P shops. Yeah.
1: The Hoddle's HODL's dope. Roman and, uh, and Roman and uh, Max, excuse me, Max in particular, I think he he actually dropped, like, a new video series podcast. He has a cool little video with Yakimo um the checkout was a good discussion I, I i caught a i caught that a couple of weeks ago
0: oh that's awesome i got to check that out yeah um the other thing that was interesting is we didn't talk about it casa released their full like security uh they like open sourced all their security decisions yeah and the reasoning for them and what decisions they why they didn't make certain decisions why they made other decisions which i thought was pretty awesome yeah no it's um Collaborative nature coming out and just,
1: hey, here's why we did this. It, it helped drive innovation in the space, and yeah, the more the merrier. Like the more people are are uh, sort of sh- sharing these ideas and this adversarial thinking, the better. I mean, that's like one thing I learned uh, last night, like with our conversation, like with Janine today. It's like so many facets of of your opsec and your privacy are go overlooked. Like you, there's so much to take into consideration uh, if you want to if you want to do this truly privately and sovereign.
0: Yeah, I mean that address you sent a text. You know, you sent a text message with a Bitcoin address like three years ago. It could link your whole stash. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. watch it. That Janine episode is going to drop on Tuesday.
1: Really great episode. Um, we got a uh, last topic here. Your favorite. The ETH gas limit was uh, the miners, which is
0: their block size, right? Yes, this is the same thing as the block size. Yeah.
1: So the Ethereum uh, gas limit was uh, was raised to I believe ten million or something like that.
0: Ten million. Um, what does that mean?
1: No idea. No, I'm kidding. Um, it means that they're bigger blocks, basically. I believe. Um, ten
0: million gas is the
1: limit. Yeah, ten million gas, but and that's a decision that's decided by miners. I believe it was at eight
0: million before.
1: Yes. So they raised it, twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. But it was like, the reason it's on the list is like in, like the the governance of how this happened. There was like no uh, the
0: yeah the top three pools just decided like fees were high. We're gonna raise the limit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they just raised it.
1: No, it's like a learning moment. Bet- difference between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum, the miners decide decide like the the community has uh, allocated that decision to the miners, and they decide to. To raise the gas limit, so that means that there's more potential data in each block, correct?
0: Yeah. So, like, they just made an Ethereum node even harder to fucking run. Yeah. It's already super difficult.
1: Think, Infura's bills just went up?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Furious and Fura, watch out. (laughs) Calling the miners, and pull.
0: And then, I mean, the fees are still pretty high anyway, even with the gas limit increased.
1: What's been going on? There's like been like Ponzi's, right? That that's been um, like the the fair play or something like that.
0: Fair win. It's fair just way. interesting that, uh, and like I'm glad, but it's a little bit ironic, or a lot of bit ironic. Is like now, high fees are like unavoidable and good thing. Is like the under is like they find like right. that's finally the understanding, but it's because Ethereum fees are so fucking high right now.
1: They're trying to trot out that, like, because I believe Ethereum has collected more fees than Bitcoin. Ethereum miners have collected more fees than Bitcoin miners, or at least at one point they did. Like the
0: last week or two.
1: Yes, and pointing to that is is Ethereum.
0: Yeah, Fairwin is the number one.
1: Being better, but I think you have to take into consideration the the economic density uh, that's being pushed through
0: per fee. Right now it's three cents a transaction. That's not bad. Seven Gwei, Gwei or Wei? G W E I. Um. I'm so lost to be honest. Okay, yeah, but Fairwind's the most used. But whatever, it, that's just crazy that they can just, I don't know, arbitrarily raise it. It would suck to be running an Ethereum node. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um and like th- when. When did they plan on
1: transitioning? Like, is is it is still it January? Is it still early January? Yeah. So, like, are the miners just trying to get as much money as possible before? That's like the weird dynamic, right? They get closed off.
0: Why would the miners be fine with going to proof of stake? Yeah. We shall see. They might as well just keep mining. I don't know. It should be interesting, I guess. We can watch it unfold. Yeah.
1: We'll uh we'll see if I'll be adding to that thread. Maybe my thread will come to an end. I won't be able to post in that.
0: Uh, you you think your thread yeah. will finally end? It's going on for two years plus now. Your uh your ETH your what your second Wait. what do we call it second system? ETH has second system syndrome. Yeah. I would argue your um, ETH second system, second system thread.
1: Well, it's not even like that. W- that thread was based off of the Taleb's. Uh, it's basically the reverse Lindy. Like, so everybody, oh, right. I think everybody likes to talk about Lindy effect and stuff like that, but there's also, I don't even know if it's called direct li- or excuse me, reverse Lindy. But, uh, the, the concept is that if you, uh, you plan a project and you set a due date and you do not hit that due date the first time you can extend that project like 50% of the time into the future. And then at that point, if you don't hit your due date you can extend it like something like 70% into the future and, and so once on once you and start so pushing forth. it off you're fucked exactly once you start pushing the, the due date or the completion date of the project off uh, it's gonna it's the longer you wait the longer you will be expected to wait that is the quote from the book um, and that's what I believe the transition to proof of stake will look like for Ethereum I believe when they originally marketed it before they even launched they, they wanted to transition within 18 months
0: yeah they were way off yeah they've been off well the it. whole point was like you could get in on the pre-mine and then you never get diluted yeah like didn't vitalik famously say like we'll never go over 100 million eth yes yes yeah. he's famously said
1: that i famously also said that uh internet the internet's digital currency is uh, not workable if there are five cent fees yeah there you go um there's actually a good segue into our final topic. I thought that was our final topic, but we forgot to put this on the list officially. But I remember we talked about it before Binance launching official staking services.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, this was, I mean, it seems obvious. Like, if you have proof of stake, exchanges are going to become the dominant stakers because people don't, they, exchanges can offer easier staking, they can even offer higher rewards. Um, and and the exchanges want it because they, they'll subsidize it because they just want you on their platform. They want you to trade uh, and use their other services. So why would you want your chain secured by like the most vulnerable organizations? Like Im- exchanges already have too much influence. Um, this just gives them even more influence. They become your dominant validators at the same exact time, and Binance is just... Doing exactly what one would expect, and you can. Coinbase is moving that way too now. Coinbase is offering staking. This is actually one of your most famous Twitter threads. Your your thread of uh, exchange staking. Yeah, dude, I've been going after proof of stake with you for a long fucking time, and they just refused to launch it. So it's yeah, <laughs> it's t- So like now we're like like Binance obviously doesn't let you stake ETH because ETH isn't proof of stake yet. But they, I think they have like eight chains that you could stake now. You, all you have to do is just move them into your Binance account. Like CZ tweeted out, he was like, you literally have to do nothing and we just give you free money. That's a, that's the way the world works. It's that easy, people. It's that easy. I just don't... It seems unavoidable. They say they'll use, you know, trustless pools and trust-minimized pools and stuff like that. But I think everyone's just going to use the fucking exchanges. We already have problems with people keeping Bitcoin on exchanges and they don't even get stake benefits from them. Yeah. It's a... Uh Again, it's too, and again, the economies of scale that come with exchange staking and do you think are the, unavoidable. The ETFs are going to stake. <laughs> right? Like, imagine, like, a staking ETH ETF. That would be, like, a juggernaut. They would have so much influence.
1: Is that the way the world's going to go?
0: Well, first they have to actually Acquire release it. a proof of stake. That, chain. Yep, that too. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. We'll be here to talk about it. We will. They deserved as much fun as as possible this episode after what they did with the with the hash crash. So that's true.
1: Yeah. Proof of stake. It's environmentally friendly. And that's about it, right? It's not environmentally friendly. I know. Go read your truthcoin.info people. It's just as expensive, in, uh, capital uh, destroying as as proof of work. Capital. Yeah.
0: Proof of work is amazing proof for the world. It's beautiful. We
1: got to explain proof of
0: work to. Uh, proof of work is green. Yeah,
1: had to end had to end the uh, the college visit today with the uh, with the bitcoin mining isn't bad for the environment spiel.
0: Yeah, that was completely off tangent. No one brought it up. I had to bring it last up last semester. Someone brought it up. There was like an eth head in the crowd, and they they raised their hand. And they're like why don't you care about the environment? And Marty just got triggered. But this time, no one mentioned it at all. And he just like right before the class ended, he was like, wait, 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 I need to go on an energy rant just in case like anyone ever hears about anything <laughs> bad about energy and Bitcoin. And he just went on a rant. You need to be armed with <laughs> this, with
1: this rhetoric. All right. Not rhetoric, this logic. Um, ah. Is that a and slip there? Um. I'm tired dude it's been a long week it's been a great week of content great uh two weeks of content
0: yeah dude hustling you're about to record right after this too
1: got Travis Kling coming through um yeah about to sit down with him thank you freaks for 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 joining us for all your support for buying the t-shirts if you guys want some merch merch is still there tftc.io slash merch um subscribe to the youtube channel let us know uh what you're thinking any topics you want to talk touch on Let's know how we're doing.
0: You got anything, Matt? Love you freaks. Stay yeah. humble, stack sets. Peace and love.